Welcome to the Writer's Hour, where we have creative conversations with up-and-coming authors on their latest books. This is the place to be if you wish to get a preview of new books that are available for the voracious bibliophile, as well as the story behind the story for the voyeur who wishes a peek behind the creative curtain. Here's your host, Janine Bolin. Welcome back to the Writer's Hour. This is Janine Bolin, and I have the honor and privilege of introducing you to a wonderful person, wonderful speaker, and hypnotist, and many more things than that. Her name is Zolita Grant, and she is with us today from Colorado. And one of the things that's fabulous about this is dreams have always been important into Zolita's life, not only due to the fact that her 27-year recurring dream, which not only gave her a life purpose, but her dreams introduced her to her children before they were born. Her dreams have shown her things that she needed to learn and directed her to move to Colorado itself. So Lita Grant has been studying dreams for nearly 50 years, and she looks forward to sharing with you her experiences in her wonderful new book, The Secret Life of Dreams. She encourages everyone to follow their dreams, and May they bring the same insight and learning that she has derived from hers. Zelita has written and published over 24 books for hypnosis practitioners, as well as runs a certification program for hypnotic life coaching. She also did business and relationship for hypnotic coaches, and she just finished a hypnotic coaching hypnosis for the 21st century, which really explores the emerging field of hypnotic coaching. Zolita has a whole line of hypnotic MP3s available on iTunes and Amazon, as well as four neuro meditations for beginning, and has a master key, which is a 22 mental rewiring video. She works extensively on Zoom, Skype, and FaceTime, and this was even before the pandemic people. She was already doing this. I just want to say that right now. (laughs) And she is the director of Colorado Coaching, as well as the owner of Mindset for Success. So please help me welcome Zolita Grant. It's so wonderful to have you on the show today, dear. Thank you so much. I love talking to writers. I know. I know. So many writers have a story to tell, and there's all these hiccups that happen along the way, or little speed buns, or potholes, however, whatever metaphor you care to use. And one of the things I love about having you on the show is in The Secret Life of Dreams, you talk about why the dreaming functionality is so important. So just go ahead and share with us a little bit about what was kind of the defining moment for you when you realized, wow, I need to write about this subject? So my, my books were hypnosis practitioners. I wrote 24 books in five years. And I wrote them in, in a very disciplined every morning from five to seven, I wrote. And at that time, I had a pretty large uh, school where I certified hypnotherapists. So This book, The Secret Life of Dreaming, I've been working on for 50 years. And it is a book that over the course of time, I've gained more and more insight into things like the importance of dreaming. You know, dreams keep us whole. Dreams are a way that we are really truthful to ourselves. Dreams are our best option for divine guidance every night. Like every night we get a direct letter from God or the source of all truth. 
through our dreams. And so the ability to remember your dreams, understand your dreams, because dreams are written in a, in a different language, the language of symbols, and to use your dreams is something that I have passion for to bring to people. And so when I wrote this book, The Secret Life of Dreams, over the COVID quarantine, I kind of drew upon all of my notes for the last 50 years and, and put this interactive dream journal together so that the book actually teaches you how to work with your dreams and gives you opportunities to journal about your dreams. Well, and I'm grateful that um, there's so much good that has come out of the quarantine and all that. And people don't are just now starting to see that in 2021. I'm like, I can't wait to see all the books that end up coming out of of the pandemic because people finally had an opportunity to take time and do that. So one of the things I'd love for you to share about is because of your work with hypnotists and training them and certifying them, that dreams really are important. And some people have a book kind of locked away within them. How can dreams kind of help unlock some of their barriers to writing their story? So do you know the story of Robert Louis Stevenson? Let's go ahead and hear it. Retell it to us. So Robert Louis Stevenson was a writer that had to feed a large family by writing novels and short stories in England in the 1800s. And so he dreamed that he had little, I think he called them brownies, who he could call to as he was going to sleep and they would bring him dreams. And he wrote, um, what is it called? Treasure Island, chapter by chapter. Like he would have a dream and he'd wake up in the next morning and he'd write a chapter of the book. That's crazy. Isn't that wild? <laughs> That's just wonderful. He also wrote Kidnapped and oh, he has a whole plethora of work. But one of the favorites, of course, is Treasure Island. That's just, you know, talk about your action adventure uh, right. storyline is, is fabulous. So yeah, so dreams are rather important. And you have talked to me a lot before and and we discussed how dreams are really just doorways into the subconscious. So how do people really start accessing those doors and keeping them open for their own uh, welfare, for their own benefit? So the first thing you have to do is you have to come to believe that dreams are important. You know, they're, they're <laughs> that's very, like the first step. Number one, it, this step. is important. <laughs> yeah, like the content of your dreams are not really nonsense, like popular culture has made them, but they are important information. So once you start saying to yourself, it's important that I remember my dreams, you can begin to remember them. And it's, it's that uh, popular culture that a lot of times gets in the way of people doing what is in their highest and best good. Uh, I have many writers, and because of the coaching that you do, I have many writers who have come to me and said, Janine, I don't know if I really want to write this book now because I have to go through a lot of my old past garbage and I don't know if I really want to go there. And they don't understand how their story can inspire others. So do you have any advice on how to help folks deal with the past and yet at the same time get it on the page to assist another? 
You know, that's absolutely one of the best things that I like about hypnosis. Because when we use hypnosis, we can take emotionally stimulating content and make it into historical data. So when the person can look back at their journey through life and see the different aspects of the dark night of the soul that they walk through to get to this place, they do it with detached awareness so that they can see and learn without having to feel the emotional impact. And that's a great way of saying it where see yourself as a historian and you're just recording the data to help guide uh, the adventurers that are walking behind you on the same path. That's, that's brilliant. So you first, uh, step one, we've got to make sure that we consider dreams important. You know, we have a yeah. whole culture that, does, that sees them as flim-flam. They're not really of any value. But although that is starting to change, I've noticed in a lot of the movies and stuff, it's, it's allowed now. You're allowed to let dreams kind of guide you. But how many people have you had in your life that said, well, I just don't remember them? You know, any, any right. advice for that poor soul? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, um, I, I did a series of little nice graphics that I post on Facebook that are tips to remember dreams. And one of the tips to remember dreams is go to bed early enough to have some energy when you go to sleep so that your sleep time is just not exhaustion, that you have some energy to put into the dream world and keep a tablet and a pen, or even better yet, my new Secret Life of Dreams book, right by your bed so that you can pick up and write the first things that come to mind when you wake up. And we've heard that advice a lot. And I just want to throw in a bit of data here that they did a bunch of studies with sleep clinics, right? Sleep clinics. And they said that most Americans anyway are so sleep deprived that when they come to the sleep clinic, they would sleep anywhere from 11 to 12 hours every night that they were there because they gave themselves air quotes permission to sleep all the time they needed. So before this, you know, don't just give it up right off the bat. It may take you a week of going to bed early and allowing yourself to catch up on that 11 to 12 hours of sleep. And they said, after the sleep clinic that I was following, after three to five nights of going to bed early and getting that 11 hours or however long it is for people who are uh, emotionally and mentally exhausted, um, that that they leveled out and then they only needed the six to eight hours after that, but you have to get over that hump first. So, so don't just throw out what Zolita's talking to you about off the bat, because you may be so sleep deprived, you got to catch up for yeah. a little bit. So I just wanted to throw that out there uh, as a point data point. So, okay. So we go to bed early so that we can actually have some time to follow through with a, you have a few other action points here that you wanted to cover about reviewing and processing your day before you go to sleep. What do yes. you mean exactly by that? So, so dreams come on different levels and they range all the way from what we think of as clearing house dreams. I just spend the whole night filing through the things of the day that I didn't actually have time to process. To spiritual dreams where you either have prophetic insight about your life or other people's lives, or you have direct communication 
with however it is that you feel, see, know God or the source and get direct insight. So there's all those levels. So if you don't want to waste your time on just clearing up stuff from the day, take a few minutes and think about your day. And think about your day as if you're going backwards. You know, here I was sitting at dinner and then I got home from work and then I went for my work day. And then you go all the way back to when you just got up in the morning. And that clears the day from the subconscious mind and allows you to have more productive dreams. Basically, it's like decluttering a, a drawer of all the excess stuff so that you actually have space to put new stuff in <laughs> so that you can receive whatever it is you need to receive. So uh, in this list you were kind enough to give me, you were talking about tell yourself to remember your dreams. Is that just simple? Okay, I'm going to remember my dreams tonight and pass out? Or <laughs> so In my Secret Life of Dreams kit, because it comes with that workbook, it comes with some beautiful mandalas to color that are from the book. And it also comes with a, a MP3 called DreamWork. And DreamWork takes you into sleep, takes you into deep restorative sleep and has words in it like, my dreams are clear, concise, and helpful. I remember my dreams. I understand my dreams. So you're giving yourself, if you don't have the advantage of having the MP3, those are the kinds of things you say to yourself. Well, and it's wonderful advice to give yourself. It's very high quality advice. You know, This is important stuff. Let's make it happen. Uh, the thing that I really liked about your, your list that you have on how to remember dreams is the fact that you then recommend, look, not only keep your writing journals close by, you know, by bedside, but stay in bed an extra few minutes reviewing your dreams. I don't think we're such a do it now type of society. Uh, laying in bed, that's like a luxury only for Sunday morning. So describe that a little bit more to us. So again, I think we're at a change in our society. You know, I think that the pandemic was a culture changing event. I don't think it was the asteroids with the dinosaurs, <laughs> but it comes almost in that category. It is a experience that is designed to shake us up and think about things. You know, I have a client that lives in a city in the East and she was telling me that before COVID, she commuted three hours a day, taking her kids to school going to work, picking up her kids, picking up takeout on the way home from dinner. Now she has an extra three hours of time in her life. She gets her work done. Her children are really kind of like well-organized around their schooling. So she's lucky in that kind of framework. And she's able to cook meals for her family. So we're seeing that maybe going back to how it was is not really what we want to do. We want to make some changes in how we live. And so this laying in bed an extra few minutes to recall your dreams, what are 
what are some of the things that you recommend somebody does as they're as they're laying in bed and they're giving themselves permission to lay there for just five minutes? Breathe. <laughs> Breathe in a deep and restorative way. Begin from that place of calm so you don't have to put your foot on the accelerator and pump adrenaline into your life. You live longer. Yeah, you, you will live longer. And, and, uh, and it's a lot more enjoyable way to wake up rather than throwing yourself into, into work immediately after yeah. your alarm goes off. Yeah. Well, uh, your third point was how to understand your dreams. And from so, there's so much material out in the world about what, what this means, what that means. And I've always found that everybody kind of has their own lexicon of what their symbols mean for them. So how do you help your clients start learning what the, what the dreams mean? So, so what you said was really significant about how everyone has their personal symbol language. So dreams are in, in symbolic language and symbolic language is more like Chinese than English. It's like each character has a picture inside of it that you can never rationally say this means this, but you can feel what the meaning of that is. So water, water is a universal symbol for emotions. But if you are an Olympic swimmer and I nearly drowned as a child, (laughs) when water (laughs) appears in our dreams, we're going to have very different perspectives. <laughs> We're going to have different experiences of what that is meaning. But your symbols are pretty consistent. So if you start following them and paying attention, you know, I'd like to tell briefly the story of my life dream and why my life dream became such a powerful thing for me. So, Sometimes in my past life, I've been a little rash. And I decided when I was 21 years old that I was going to go on a vision quest. And I was going to fast in the desert, climb a mountain, and save a life. So I chose the desert of northern Mexico, which was real desert with real scorpions and real snakes. Some way, some way along the way, I realized that I could really die here, not just some kind of like metaphysical experience, but I was wanting to have a vision. So I came to this place where I camped, and when I camped in this area, there were caves and there were bats. Now, I have always had a little fear of the vampire image, And I had been hiking in the hot sun with no food or water. Okay, I took my special rocks, my tarot cards, my astrological chart. (laughs) I took no food or water. I took a canteen and iodine purification tablets and walked along a river. So I was going to camp there and the bats were coming out of the cave and I was like, oh my gosh, are they really bats? Am I hallucinating? Are they vampires? So I wasn't going to go to sleep, but then I fell asleep. 
And I dreamed that I was flying through the air and I came to the castle of the vampire. And the vampire came out of the castle and came towards me and I pretended I didn't see it. And it grabbed me and tore me apart. Then I wasn't going to go to sleep. I put water on my face from the little river, but I fell asleep again and I had the same dream. And this time when the vampire came, I ran away, but it caught me and tore me apart. So then I fell asleep again and I had the third dream. And this time when the vampire came towards me, I turned, I faced the vampire, I raised my hands up into the heavens, the sun came up, light hit the silver bracelet that I had, it went in the eye of the vampire, blew up the vampire, and I fell into another dream. And in the dream I fell into, it was like people forming geometric designs, like that six-pointed star that I use in my logo, that was the symbol. And I was standing in this circle and a ship, like a pirate ship with eight masts and sails was floating in the clouds. And a rainbow came out of the ship and went down into this circle. And a voice said, this dream is the meaning of your life. Follow the dream. So for the next 27 years, every three or four months, I dreamed about that ship. When I was in my 30s, I learned to climb the rainbow and get into the ship. When I was in my 40s, I wandered from room to room and could not find the right room. And then I found the right room and I couldn't get into it. And then finally, I got into the room and on the table was this little wooden box. And inside of the box, was a long skeletal key, you know, an old fashioned key. And the same voice that I had heard 27 years earlier said, this is the master key, help, help turn it for humanity. And then the dream ended. And now that was like in the 1980s. But now every time I come to a place in my life where I'm gonna to have to make a choice that's a major choice, I have the dream of the ship. And I see this ship in a circle and it's just floating in the sky. And it tells me this is an important decision. This, this is a milestone in your journey. This is yes. a marker, a guidepost. You know, everybody has all these different metaphors. Uh, shamans and, and mystics from all different cultures talk about these metaphors in different ways. But that's a beautiful metaphor to have. So you have these major uh, choices, these major life events that are hallmarked by this beautiful uh, ship. ship that sits in the in the sky yeah with gold and silver light <laughs> <laughs> that's just fun that's yeah. just fun being able to fly around in that <laughs> yeah you know peter, told pan, this peter pan once, has nothing on you <laughs> i told this dream once to a professor when i went back to college and the professor said to me do you think it was an alien abduction <laughs> and it was like that never entered my head <laughs> 
there there are so many different paradigms that are running around with over 7 billion people on this planet that it's I'm always fascinated with what other people bring into my storytelling, you know, whatever my journey is, whatever story I'm, I'm working on. It's always amazing to me how somebody will take it and run with it in a direction where I was like, well, that wasn't really what I was trying to write about, but that's also a story I may need to include in a chapter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you are describing, thank you very much, by the way, for sharing your dream with us, your recurring dream and sharing with us how you use it, because that leads us right into the fourth point was, yes, okay, so I, I learn how to classify dreams as important in my world, and I write them down, and you know, I learn how to understand my dreams through these symbols that we have, but then, you know, how do I go about uh, using these dreams, and you very quickly stated to us there are spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical uses for dreams. So do you want to elaborate a little bit more on that? Yes. So many inventions have come from dreams. The man that invented the sewing machine, he spent so many years trying to figure out how to make a sewing machine work. And then he had dream a dream where he saw natives with spears that had holes in them that had thread going through them and they were punching through fabric. And that gave him the creative idea about how to have that. Edison dreamed about the light bulb for years and years and years. Like he knew from his inner being, the light bulb was possible. He had over a thousand, what society might call failures, <laughs> in inventing the light bulb because he kept trying different kinds of substances inside to carry the content of electricity. In fact, when he did invent the light bulb and the New York Times interviewed him, they said, well, didn't you feel like a failure? You had over a thousand tries? And he said, no, it was a process that took a thousand steps. Exactly. It was a process Uh, over and over again. Since I'm a geeky uh, scientist and I was in biochemistry, we have stories upon stories in the 1800s of where experiments were done or models were created that we later had technology that proved correct based on these dreams. And you would look in the notebooks of some of these early scientists and you would see in their notebooks how they were constantly drawing the images from dreams. And that's how they learned uh, the fundamental building blocks of chemistry. So yeah, I, I get you on that whole dream thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, rather important. So dreams can be used to enhance creativity. Okay, dreams can be used to solve problems. Okay, you say to yourself before I go to sleep, here's this problem. I ask my dreams to be clear, concise, and helpful and to help me see the answer to the problem. And people would dream about it. Uh, the only other person that I can recall having read about that is as active a dreamer as you are and as you encourage others to be uh, was Shirley MacLaine where she would talk about when she got stuck in any aspect of her life, she'd go take a nap and people were like, what are you doing? We're about ready to go on and do X, Y, Z. And she'd be like, I got to go sleep because she 
didn't have an understanding of meditation like some people use nowadays. So she would go take a nap. Sometimes it's only five, seven minutes, but it'd be long enough for her to solve whatever it was that was a sticking point in her head. And in her biography, she talks about that. Uh, not really a process for her. It was just, she knew she had to go to sleep. So yeah. yeah, they're like you, very active, very concise, very clear uh, dreams. So it takes a little bit of practice, would you say, uh, how, how would you recommend for, you know, what is your experience with people about how long does it take some folks to kind of get their groove on for this sort of understanding? So, so first of all, everyone dreams. Okay. Even if you don't think you dream, you dream. If you didn't dream, you would be having hallucinatory experiences in daylight. <laughs> okay. fish, fish swimming yeah. through walls and oh yeah it's crazy the stories they've done with sleep deprivation it's pretty yeah. awesome <laughs> yeah so you read so first step is to remember them second step is to understand them and the third step is to come to use them so this is an easy process that you can learn to do and when you learn to do it, it opens another dimension of your life, problem solving, enhancing creativity, sometimes just having wonderful adventures, wonderful adventures that take you out of the stress of the, of the everyday world. Sometimes it comes like really strong guidance. You know, I did not want to move to Colorado, although I totally, completely love it. But I had a very convenient life in California. I had wonderful friends. I was the president of a wonderful business and professional women's group. Everything in my life was really working. I did not want to move. I had four teenagers. Who can move with four teenagers other than perhaps you? Right. I, that was what we have in common. We both moved to Colorado with four teenagers. Exactly. I understand, hon. So I kept getting these nudges in my meditation, move to Colorado, move to Colorado. Then I had a dream. Now, I'm probably more Buddhist than I am Christian, but I have had Christian experiences in the background. I dreamed that the Archangel Michael and the Archangel Gabriel showed up and Gabriel blew his horn. Now I have just enough of that Christian philosophy to know that if Gabriel blows his horn, you better pay attention. So when Gabriel blew his horn, the Archangel Michael unfurled one of these big banners like you see in old churches, and it said, move to the Rocky Mountains now. So in case you had trouble with some of the symbolism, they literally <laughs> spelled it out for you and blew a horn in your ear just to make sure you were aware enough that you would remember this upon waking. I'm sorry, that is exactly the way my dreams operate. <laughs> they know that Janine can be a bit stubborn, so we're going to literally make this so you cannot deny what we're talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. It definitely got my attention. I woke up my poor husband and he said, and I said, we're moving to Colorado. And he said, we can't move to Colorado. We have four teenagers. And I said, well, we're moving to Colorado anyway. 
they're they can choose to come or not but that's what's happening well Zalita, as always it's such a delight and a pleasure to speak with you so say somebody wants to not only look up your mp3s but also get to know you a little bit better and get your book you had um a couple of websites and you also have a facebook group so do you mind telling us a little bit about that so i have only one website that's the important website And it is www.mindset-for-success.org. And my Facebook group is called the Mindset for Success Community. There are no politics in it. (laughs) Right. It's a safe haven. That's what I like about your group. It's a safe haven. So if you want to learn more about Zolita Grant, I highly recommend you visit her website, mindset-for-success.org. And definitely pop in and ask to be invited into her Facebook group, Mindset for Success Community. It's a very comfortable and safe space to kind of hang out in. Anything else you want to share with us before we close out this show? So this is my slogan in life, and I want to share it all with you. Change your mind, change your life. Create by design, not by default. Thank you so much. And my dear listeners, this is Zolita Grant and Janine Bolan signing off from the Writer's Hour, Creative Conversations. And I would like you to make sure that you stand firmly, feet planted firmly on the ground, but don't forget to keep reaching for those stars. Your creativity is through your intuition and your dreaming. And if you need a little bit of inspiration, I highly recommend you reach out to Zolita or buy her book, The Secret Life of Dreaming, and that will give you what you need to move on to the next step. So have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Writer's Hour. To hear more about the creative conversations that Janine Bolin is sharing with her listeners, please visit janinebolin.com forward slash guest. <laughs>